Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I have a special announcement for this week. Now, I know it's pretty typical in the conservative content space to say, I've got a special announcement. Wait till the end of the show. But I'm going to eschew that theory because if you like the show, you'll stay tuned. And if you don't like the show, you won't. So I'm just going to tell you what the special announcement is right now rather than pull that stunt. Uh, We have Donald Trump coming on the show again this week beyond the Wednesday show this week. Today is obviously Monday. You're not going to want to miss that. He's always great on the show. We always ask him questions he's probably not going to hear anywhere else. And he gives really candid responses. Really looking forward to it again Wednesday this week. Thank you for that. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. My savvy listeners get a VPN and protect their online activity. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, Let me get right to it. One quick thing. I, I woke up this morning doing my morning routine, getting ready to hit the steel in my garage gym this morning. And I heard this sound in my house and it was like a whimper. And I was really horrified because it was like five o'clock in the morning. And you're like, is there, I thought it was like a scene from the ring. Remember that, that horror movie, the ring, uh, you know, I heard a child whimper, and it was my daughter. She was sick. She's got a cold. And I'll tell you, I feel terrible. She was sitting up in the bed, you know, said the, you know, daddy, I feel really sick. She's only nine. And I thought, gosh, if you could only take the pain away from your kids, right? Does anything feel worse than when your kids are sick? She's okay now. Uh, we gave her some Tylenol. She went back to sleep. So just thought I'd tell you that. All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by, speaking of Mother's Day, moms and great moms. My wife got up to take care of my daughter while I was uh, getting this show ready. Monday's Day is right around the corner, everyone. My friends at Chamonix are making it a very special day for those amazing women in our lives. During the Mother's Day sale, get that special lady the greatest skincare products in the world at a once-in-a-lifetime special promotion. Order the classic Genucel for bags and puffiness and get the jawline treatment and Zotique Deep Correcting Serum absolutely free. And as a surprise Mother's Day gift, Genucel will include their legendary Genucel XV Anti-Wrinkle Treatment and Moisturizer also free. That's three free gifts when you order today. Make this Mother's Day one to remember with the greatest skincare money can buy. Chamonix promises you'll see results within 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com, enter my special promo code DAN40, DAN40, at an extra, and for an extra $40 off this crazy sale and get a special gift. Uh, and as a special gift, every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. Three free gifts with your GenuCell order today. Don't wait. Call or click now. Happy Mother's Day from Chamonix. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. That's GenuCell.com. All right, Joe, let's go. A Monday. Right. Everybody's always excited on a Monday to get the show busy rocking and rolling. So let's get to number one here. So this weekend, I was sitting in my house again, did our thing, gave a little speech at a police ball, uh, police charity event. And I came home and I thought, I want to ask liberals some questions because, you know, questions matter. Everybody can avoid an assertion and liberals typically do. If you assert something like, hey, liberalism sucks. Um, (laughs) If you assert something like high taxes don't work, liberals typically ignore you. But as I've always said, it's very hard to avoid a question. So I thought I have some questions for liberals. So I went to my parlor account this weekend and I posted these items because I really wanted an answer. I got none, of course, on the actual responses. You can check it out. I'm at the Bongino on parlor. And I say questions for liberals. Um, Number one, if masks work, then why are masks not working? Fair, fair question. No. Number two, if socialism works, then why do people risk their lives to escape it? No answer to that one either. I said, number three, if high taxes work, then why do liberals refuse to voluntarily pay more? And last one, if gun control works, then why do places with the strictest gun control have the worst problems with crime and gun violence? I thought those were pretty fair questions. I was genuinely looking for an answer. I got none. If you read the responses, it's all liberals with nonsense, like you're a racist or whatever, because they don't have anything else. But I was trying to prep a show this week, and I was on Fox and Friends this morning. And it's like the producers at Fox and Friends read my mind. Because I was reading a piece in the Wall Street Journal about the capital gains tax hike Biden's proposing that's coming. And it got me thinking. Do liberals just not know stuff? Or do they know stuff? And are they intentionally trying to destroy the country? So I asked four questions in the parlor post. I'm going to pose a fifth right now. It's not a joke. I'm not kidding. This is a serious question. 
I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Do liberals just not know stuff? Or is it that they do know stuff and they want to destroy the country? It's a serious question. And I'm going to go through on the show today things liberals pretend not to know, like punishing cops and coddling criminals will increase crime. They pretend to not know that. Well, they do know it and they want more crime. That and a lot more. Now, Bill Maher, who is a leftist, he's not a conservative, but he's had some pretty stinging monologues for liberals. Again, Bill Maher is not an ideological ally of the conservative movement. He is a leftist. But Bill Maher himself this weekend asked the same question I'm asking. He asked it in a different kind of way. He's like, do liberals just not know that their ideas are really stupid or do they know the ideas are stupid and they want to implement stupid ideas because they're looking to destroy the country? It's a serious question. There's no third option to that. You're either dumb or you know what you're talking about and there's a plan to destroy this place. Here is Bill Maher. This is about a minute and 30 of an excellent monologue. Again, a leftist asking these younger, ignorant liberals or not ignorant liberals that want to destroy the country. How is it that you believe in things that are just so stupid? Check this out. In India, young people touch old people's feet to show reverence. Japan has a national holiday called Karonohi, respect for the aged day. You know the reason why advertisers in this country love the 18 to 34 demographic? Because it's the most gullible. Yeah. A third of people under 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police, not defunding, but doing away with a police force altogether, which is less of a policy position and more of a leg tattoo. <laughs> 36% of millennials think it might be a good idea to try communism. But much of the world did try it. I know millennials think that doesn't count because they weren't alive when it happened. But it did happen. And there are people around who remember it. Pining for communism, it's like pining for Betamax or MySpace. (laughs) So when you say, you're old, you don't get it. Get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln? No, I get it. The problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. If you say, let's eat in the bathroom and in the kitchen, yeah, that's a new idea. (laughs) But I wouldn't call it interior design. (laughs) Listen, we're on terrestrial radio. So I have to be careful. I really wish that's one of those moments I wish Joe didn't have to edit out the the cuss word there. The the word that starts with ass. Because that, does that not sum up modern the modern liberal? Yes, ideas are ideas, but that doesn't mean they're good ideas. Like he says, yes, it's a new idea <laughs> to eat in the bathroom and and relieve yourself, let's say, in the kitchen. That's an idea. Yes, that's a, that that is an idea. I'm not disputing that. But because it's an idea, does not mean it's a good one. So again, it got me thinking, I swear, the Fox producers and more read my mind this weekend as I asked liberals these questions. Do you either not know your ideas are stupid or do you know they're stupid and you want to implement stupid ideas? There's no other option. Either you're dumb or you know your ideas are dumb and you're doing something to destroy the country on purpose. So let's go through them one by one. Again, on my elliptical this morning, looking through the Wall Street Journal op-ed column, and I see this one. Joe Biden wants to double the capital gains uh, tax. Now, again, this is similar to Mars' idea saying, hey, listen, you know, you could eat in the bathroom and relieve yourself in the kitchen. That's an idea, too, just like hiking the capital gains tax. But it doesn't mean it's a good one. So I saw this article fits right into the show today. Wall Street Journal opinion page, Lawrence Lindsay. Biden taxes for punishment's sake. He wants to raise the rate on capital gains so high that it would leave everyone worse off. So (laughs) just to be clear, Biden wants to double the capital gains tax rate 
to 43.4%. Meaning, ladies and gentlemen, you work. You pay income taxes on that revenue you make from work, from working, right? On that income you earn. You've already paid taxes. You then invest that money in a stock. That stock makes money for you. You then have to pay a 43.4% tax on the money you made for money you invested, you already paid taxes on. Yes, that's what Biden wants to do. So keep in mind the core question of the show today. Does, is Biden either a moron or does he just want to implement this really stupid idea? Because the journal lays out that not only is this idea dumb, it does nothing the liberals are saying it's going to do. So do they not know that or are they just really stupid? Here you go. Screenshot one from the Wall Street Journal piece. What makes this capital gains hike unusual, right, is that 43.4% this new rate he wants is well above the rate that would generate the most revenue for the government. Huh? Congress's Joint Committee on Taxation, which does the official scoring, and by the way, folks, he adds, is no den of supply-siders. In other words, it's not a big conservative place. Puts the revenue-maximizing rate at 28%. The author's work several decades ago puts it about 10 points lower than that. Here, listen, that means Biden is willing to accept lower government tax revenue as the price of higher tax rates. I didn't read that wrong. The implications for his administration's economic thinking are mind boggling. Again, going back to the question Marr asks, just because you have an idea to do that in the kitchen and eat in the bathroom, what he said in the segment, doesn't mean it's a good one. Do you not? I, oh, I can't hammer this into you. I'm going to annoy the hell out of you. I'm sorry today by asking this question twice because you need to understand this. Are you an idiot or do you just want to do really dumb things? And why do you want to do dumb things? Because you're looking to destroy the country? It's a very, very fair question, I, I, I think. I think that's a fair one. Now, for those of you regular listeners to my show, you know I've discussed Pareto optimization often. Well, what is Pareto optimization? It's named for Vilfredo Pareto, the Italian economist who formally framed the concept. Pareto optimization is simple. You want to do things in a society that make at least uh, one person better off without making anyone else worse off, right? That's the point, right? I thought. Well, here's screenshot two from the journal piece where Lawrence Lindsay makes a great point. He says, still, economists can agree that the ideal is to make someone better off without making someone else worse off, right? The simplest case is a voluntary exchange of goods for money. The buyer values the purchase at least as much as the price, or you wouldn't buy it, right? While the seller values the money at least as much as the item being sold, or you wouldn't sell it. Economists call such an exchange Pareto Optimal, after uh, Vilfredo Pareto, who I just mentioned. There's no choice, however, in paying taxes. And usually the government is better off and the taxpayer is worse off. <laughs> but listen to this. But above the revenue maximizing rate, which is where Biden's way over right now, even the government is worse off. This is called Pareto Pessimal. Biden is looking to hike the capital gains tax to a rate that I said this on Fox and Friends this morning. If you watched ahead, I was very excited about it because I'm so pissed at how stupid of an idea this is. Biden wants to hike the capital gains rate to a rate every mainstream economist agrees will cost jobs, destroy businesses, destroy the economy, and raise less money for the government. In other words, he's going to engage in a policy where every single person involved loses. Everyone. Everyone loses. So again, if you're a liberal, this is the equivalent of your idea to drop a deuce in the kitchen and eat in the bathroom. It's an idea, but it's a really stupid one. So have you asked yourself, why do I believe this? Why do I believe this is a good idea? Well, I believe it because Joe Biden said so. Well, that's called circular reasoning. Andy Kessler has an interesting piece about that in the journal this morning, too. That's not a reason. Well, why does Biden believe so? Because Biden said so? Well, why do you believe that hiking the capital gains taxes? Again, because Biden said so. Okay, well, why does Biden believe that? Because Biden said so. Sir, circle. Circle reason. Reverse circle, circle. Think about a circle. You know, you keep going. You always wind up at some point in the same, same spot you started. It's not linear reasoning where you start and there's an actual finish line. 
That's not, that's not the way circular reasoning works. Why do you continue to do these things? Put force ideas like eating in the bathroom, in the kitchen. Why? Why? Are you dopey? Or do you want to destroy the country? That's just one idea. The capital gains tax. Chris Christie was on um, ABC with George Stephanopoulos this weekend. And Chris Christie addressed this topic. And I tell you, folks, I think he framed it all wrong. Chris Christie, who I'm really not a fan of at all, by the way. But he was talking about this capital gains tax hike. And he hints that this is socialism and economic redistribution. I want to play Christie first, address that, and then play the absolutely ridiculous response from Angela Nye, who knows nothing about nothing. Uh, but first, let's play Christie. And let me address why Christie, an alleged Republican, is absolutely wrong about this capital gains tax hike being income redistribution. Check this out. Uh, George, they're not. Uh, it, it's Look, we could set up straw men and say, well, he overturned this executive order. Next, but that's not what we were talking about this morning. What Sarah just talked about... The capital gains issue is nothing more than income redistribution. Mm -hmm. It's socialism. <laughs> Joe's Biden, Joe Biden's proposal to do that. Let's remember that that investment income, they've already paid taxes yes. on it. You paid taxes on it before you invested it. And now you're going to pay taxes on it again at the same rate that you pay. But, but a difference in, in, in the rate it changes the capital gains tax into socialism? But sure, of course it does. It's redistribution of income, George. Um, listen. While Christie's right, Chris Christie, about it being double taxation, I'm not trying to be a jerk with him here unnecessarily, but he's wrong. It's not income redistribution because what winds up happening is you raise less revenue and you don't redistribute anything. Because what happens when you tell people, hey, listen, we're going to tax your stock, your pension fund when you cash out? Folks, what do they do? Just ask yourself, what would I do if I knew Joe Biden in 60 days was going to tax my stock gains and my pension at double what he's taxing, what the government's taxing it now? Hold on, folks. Think about this. What would you do? Wait, do, do, do we need a few minutes? Maybe a few seconds. I can't have dead air because we're on terrestrial radio. So we'll just pretend. Let's pretend seven to 10 seconds passed. Did you think about it? You sell your stocks now. So you pay less tax. You don't wait the 60 days, leading to what? A market sell-off, leading to what? A lower stock market, leading to what? Lower pension returns, leading to what? A potential economic crash. Does anybody not know this? Apparently, liberals, or they do know it, and that's what they want. There's no third option. You're either stupid and you don't know it, or you do know it, and this is exactly what you want. It's not income redistribution because you're going to lose money. Here's the response by the um, incredibly ignorant, always, Angela Nye, who knows very little about very little, where she brings up something about reparations and she just tries to take a pot shot, which again brings up my point that if the Joint Committee on Taxation, not some conservative think tank, has already said hiking the capital gains tax will lead to lower government revenue, not more, then how are you going to pay for stuff Angela and I is proposing it's going to pay for if you're going to have less money? She hasn't thought this through because she's a liberal. Check this out. It's so interesting to, to, to hear this um, allegation of socialism. I know these are buzzwords that work very well with the Republican Party, so congratulations for using them this morning. But I think what is so interesting is we have people in the middle of a pandemic that you said wouldn't matter by the time we get to the fall. And on, on the left, there's a conversation happening about student loan debt. How much should be forgiven, 50,000 versus 10,000? And we're talking about a capital gains increase when you all just had Basically, the reparations that my community has been asking for in your last tax proposal. So I don't even understand what we're talking I, about here. I, I, well, nobody understands what you're talking about, even you, apparently. You're talking about paying off student loans with government tax revenue that's not there, with less money than you had before. Of course, again, Angela Nye doesn't actually know that because she doesn't know anything. She's just here to tell you. And that they want to punish the rich by taking more of their money, even if it leads rich people to sell most of their stocks before the capital gains tax hike and raise less money afterwards. She just doesn't know anything. I'm going to get to my second sponsor, but on the other side of this, I'm going to ask again, 
What else do you think liberals pretend to not know? Hey, I, I just didn't know. I didn't know paying people not to work was going to cause people not to work. You didn't. Did you miss the New York Times article I'm going to put up next? The New York Times, one of, one of your guys? Today's show brought to you by our friends at Blue Now. Listen, Mother's Day's coming up again. Make Mother's Day something special and something enduring with their classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, and birthstone pendants. Where do you get these beautiful products like this one right here? A locket my wife has, which is absolutely beautiful. Check that out right there. You go to BlueNile.com. Put a picture up of Miss Paula wearing this beautiful locket necklace. How did we get it? BlueNile.com. That's fine jewelry for every mom. It is gorgeous. She gets tons of compliments about it. Blue Nile offers endless options of carrots, metals, and settings ready to ship same day. Or build your own diamond jewelry with online tools that seamlessly walk you through the process. Blue Nile has over 165,000 ratings and counting with 90% four stars or higher. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Each diamond is GIA graded, which allows you to view the unique qualities, carrot, weight, to color or cut, and be confident of the highest quality you're buying. Blue Nile is different from their competitors. They don't mark up to mark down. No tricks here. Meaning BlueNile.com's everyday prices are competitive to other online retailer sale prices. Not perfect? No problem. They have 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Jewelry is beautiful. At BlueNile.com, get expert advice 24-7 and shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with beautiful jewelry from BlueNile.com. And my listeners, you'll get $50 off your purchase of over $500. This podcast exclusive is only good for Bongino Show listeners. Use code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's code Bongino. Plus, Every order's in short, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free at BlueNile.com today. Use promo code Bongino. Stuff is beautiful. Check it out. All right, back to the show. So again, what else are liberals either pretending not to know or they know when they just don't care because they're trying to destroy the country? It's a fair question. Is it, is it not a fair question? Notice how I did that there? Asking a question about a question? Can't avoid a question. You can't avoid a question about a question either. This is the New York Times themselves. Brett Anderson. As diners return, restaurants face a new hurdle. Finding workers. They're reporting massive shortages in help. Gee, why would that be? Let me think about this. Well, we did a few shows on this where we discussed the negative uh, externalities and negative problems caused by an unemployment system they set up, the Democrats and some Republicans who played along, where we were going to pay people a $600 plus supplement in addition to state employment benefits to not work. Which during a pandemic crisis where there were ridiculous lockdowns may have been an idea to stave off a mass starvation and poverty in the country. But there's no problem with employment now, generally. People are going back to work. Restaurants are trying to fill up again. And what's the problem? Restaurants can't fill up again because they can't get people to work because people are being paid more right now to not work. And shockingly to the left, when you pay people to not work more money than they would get if they do work, they don't work. This is from the New York Times. Here's a screenshot. Again, did liberals not know this? This is their own liberal propaganda paper where they were warned. This is from a few weeks ago, this piece. Quote, restaurants say many former employees are choosing not to reenter the workforce at a time when they can make nearly as much or more by collecting unemployment benefits. This is a stunner to the left. You have some cases where it's more profitable to not work than to work. And you really can't fault people to wanting to hold on to that for as long as possible. No, you can. You should go to work if you can and should, because work is a good thing. Um, and, and if you're expecting me to virtue signal to you, no, listen, uh, I can't blame people for saying, no, no, I do blame you for collecting, uh, for, for collecting government unemployment if, if you can work. If you can work, if you are an able-bodied adult who can work and chooses not to, to live off other people's tax dollars, I do blame you. Remove your rump from the seat and go to work. What's your excuse? I just don't want to. Nobody wants to, okay? Nobody wants to. 
There are things we have to do. There's nothing I would like more than to take a 52-week vacation all the time too. But that's not the way the world is. That's just a stupid idea. People have to work because we have to produce products and services that all of us people can use to live. Food, water, medicine, that kind of stuff. That requires work. And that's harsh. I don't care. I don't care. If you can work and you're choosing not to, to live off other people's work, yes, that's the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. Do we not know that? Again, did liberals, air quotes, not know that paying people more to not work was going to cause people to not work? Did they not know that? The piece was out there. You could have read it. Of course you didn't read it. Or you did read it and you're intentionally trying to destroy our economy. What's option three? I can't ask this question enough. Either you're dopey and you didn't know that, that paying people more to sit home was going to cause people not to work. Or you're not dopey, you did know it, and you don't want people to work. Just like you don't want the government to actually raise revenue for the capital gains hike, you just want to punish rich people. I don't want to punish rich people. Yeah, but you're going to raise less revenue by taking money from rich people. It's going to cause them to give you less money later. I don't care. We just want to punish them. Oh, there's more here in the what else do you think liberals don't know file with the dreaded air quotes. Folks, they know this stuff. There are people out there who want to destroy this country. That's why every time I'm on cable news on Fox or on my show, I try to hammer home to you that this is deliberate. It's not an act. Their only defense to their stupid policies, liberals, of crapping in the kitchen and eating in the bathroom, their only defense to that is they're really stupid. And we didn't know that was a bad idea. Here's another thing they pretend to not know. That attacking police officers while coddling criminals would result in an exodus and a crime problem in big cities. Again, how did you not know this? How did you not know this? You didn't, you never processed the information that attacking the cops, uh, letting prisoners out on bail reform, and then not locking people up for uh, BLM terrorists and Antifa terrorists or burning the city down. You didn't realize that was going to cause a crime problem. You didn't realize that attacking the police was going to destroy police morale and lead police to leave. Did you miss that? Of course you didn't. You knew it was going to happen. It's deliberate. Here's an article. You'll, you can read these articles in the show notes, the Capital Gains article too. It's at Bongino.com slash newsletter. My newsletter is the show notes. Here's a real gem liberals must have missed by Dean Balsamini at the New York Post. Are NYPD officers rushing to retire amid city's anti-cop climate? <laughs> you know, what's, what's my, what is the Dan Bongino show credo? Always ask a question. Don't make blanket assertions because liberals ignore assertions. It's almost impossible for them to ask a question. Dean Balsamini gets that headline. Are cops leaving because New York City hates the cops? New York City legislators, that is, not the residents. Well, he answers his own question in paragraph number one, old Dino. He says more than 5,300 NYPD officers retired or put their papers to leave in 2020. Don't worry, folks. That's only a 75% spike from the year before. The exodus amid the pandemic, anti-cop hostility, riots, and a skyrocketing number of New York City shootings saw 26 officer, 2,600 officers say goodbye and another 2,700 for a combined total of 5,346. In 2019, the NYPD had 1,509 officers leave and 1,544 file for retirement for a total of 3,053. So we've seen a 75% spike in trained, experienced police officers either filing for retirement or leaving the job. We have the numbers right there. You know the numbers. And folks, I get it. Although the general tone of the show today is meant as a strike at liberals, 
I promise I'm not doing this to waste your time either. And you're making fun of liberals. Yeah, of course, it's easy to do that because they, again, don't know anything or they want to destroy the country, both of which require mockery and exposing. But I'm doing this and giving you the actual numbers so you actually know stuff, unlike liberals. Yes, this capital gains tax hike will result in less money. You know, Ronald Reagan hiked the capital gains tax once, raised it. You know that, right? And what happened? Capital gains tax revenues went down. Reagan hiked it. I love Reagan, but he hiked the capital gains tax. You know, Bill Clinton cut the capital gains tax rate once and capital gains tax revenues went up. Again, you think liberals don't know any of this? You think liberals can't look at these articles right here and see what's happening? I give you the data about the capital gains tax, the Reagan and the Clinton statistics. I give you the data about retirements in New York City, up 75% people leaving the department. So that you actually know stuff because you're smart and you want to know stuff. Liberals don't know anything. Or they do when they want to destroy the place. Do you understand what 5,300 police officers leaving in one year means? Do you have any idea how bad that is? Ladies and gentlemen, I I can guarantee you upwards of 75% of the police departments, if not more, around the country don't even have 5,300 members. The New York City Police Department lost that many to retirement and people leaving. Does that bother the left? Hell no. This is what they want. Here's another thing they pretend to not know. Gosh, maybe if we coddle criminals, we'll get more crime. Huh, you you didn't know that? Here's another New York Post article. Another subway murder and de Blasio and company are still denying crime realities. We don't know nothing about nothing about nothing, de Blasio says. Really? Nicole Galena's piece, New York Post, be in the show notes today. That's strange because, again, here are the actual numbers. So, so far in 2021, this year's three sub, they've had three subway murders, which brings the total tally since March of 2020 to now 10 murders on the subway in New York. That sounds really bad, folks. That's a tragedy. 10 people murdered on the subway in one chronological year between March 2020 and now. Well, let's compare it to before it. Before the anti-cop attacks, before the pandemic, the MTA saw one or two murders a year. As a matter of fact, folks, from 2014 to 2019, it took six years to get to 10 murders. Yet in 13 months, we've racked up more than half a decade's worth of homicides on the subway. It's not a joke. There's nothing funny about this. There's nothing sarcastic. There's no... There's no good side to this. There's no lipstick on this. People are literally dying because de Blasio and the liberals in New York are either pretending not to know that coddling criminals and attacking cops will lead to an explosion in crime, or they do know, and this is what they want. There is no option C. There is no option three. There is no all or none of the above. Because you can't be stupid and not know and then know and do it purposely on the same time. At the same time. You, you, you can't. Folks, let me, on the other side of this break, I just want to get to some more here. Again, things they pretend to not know. You'll know. You're smart. Guy gets up at the Academy Awards last night, which thankfully no one watched. I saw this on social media this morning. Didn't watch one second of it. Never will again. Guy gets up and says, eh, police are basically discriminate against black people, targeting them and saying, okay, well, there's data on that. Do you just not know that? Of course you don't. All right, folks, today's show brought to you by our friends at My Patriot Supply. Let's say something goes sideways in society in the near future. Sadly, a real worry. Are you sure you have enough food to last it out? Let's be real. Most of us need to go to the grocery store every few days. But what happens if the grocery stores run out of critical food items? It's happened before. I live in a hurricane zone. If you've ever seen bare shelves, it's really disturbing. That's why smart people are preparing now just in case. People, listen, smart folks ensure everything in their lives that matters. They ensure their health, their homes. You got to ensure your food supply. Stock up on long-term storage emergency food, which stays fresh up to 25 years. Do what I do. 
Use my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're America's leader in self-reliance. They're the only source I use for emergency food. I've got a lot of it. A lot of it. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Here's a great deal. Save $50 off a four-week supply of delicious meals that provide 2,000 calories a day. Calories that give you the energy you need to survive, and they ship fast. Order by 3 p.m., and your order ships the same day. How do you get your food insurance, your supply of emergency food today? You go to preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com and stock up right now. Do it now. Last time we were involved in the pandemic, by the way, they were their people cleaned them out. Get it now. Go now. Preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Stock up in your emergency food supply today. Again, better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So again, do, do liberals just not know that their police are targeting black men? Do they just not know that that's BS because they don't know the data? Or do liberals just say things like this because they do know it's made up and they just want everyone to really hate the police because law and order isn't their thing? There's no option C. Here's an actor by the name of Trayvon Free. Ironically, he's not free to tell you the truth, apparently. Trayvon Free decided at the Oscars, Academy Awards, which no one watched, thank the Lord, And he gets up there and uses his megaphone to, again, spout misinformation about the cops begging the question for the umpteenth time. Does he not know or does he know and have an agenda? Check this out. Uh, Today, the police will kill three people. And tomorrow, the police will kill three people. And the day after that, the police will kill three people because on average, the police in America every day kill three people which amounts to about a thousand people a year. And those people happen to disproportionately black people. So those people who are shot by police are disproportionately black. Does Trayvon Free not know the data? In this case, I'm not really sure. You know, Hollywood and all. I can tell you the academics and the policymakers in D.C. know the data on capital gains taxes, on attacking the cops. They know all that. I'm not sure about Trayvon Free. You know, Hollywood people and all, they don't exactly sit down and read the Wall Street Journal and things like that. So let's look at the data. Gee, how many times have we put this out there? Is this like the 10th time? Yeah, he's nodding his head. This is about the 10th time I've had to put this Department of Justice study about police interactions with the minority community. Because again, liberals just don't know this stuff and you do. But they keep lying anyway. So the Bureau of Justice Statistics had a report, and this report took victims' responses on a 2018 NCVS, and it compared them with arrest rates by police supplied by the FBI. Let me just tell you what this is about. They went, they studied this, the Department of Justice. They went to victims and said, hey, what happened to you? And what was the basically the race of the person who committed this crime against you? So it's not, they didn't ask the police, they asked the actual victims. The study found, That for non-fatal violent crimes, obviously, because if they're fatal, you can't ask the victim. He's dead. For non-fatal violent crimes, the victim said they reported to police. Whites accounted for 48% of offenders and 46% of arrestees. That sounds kind of like the same. Well, what about blacks? Blacks accounted for 35% of offenders and 33% of arrestees. I, I, I thought the cops were disproportionately targeting minorities. Oh, it gets... It gets more interesting. Asians accounted for 2% of offenders and 1% of arrestees. None of these differences between the percentage of offenders and the percentage of arrestees of a given race were statistically significant. So when Trayvon Free at the Oscars talks about police disproportionately targeting black men in the community, he either doesn't know what proportionality means or he doesn't understand the data because when you look at the proportion of non-fatal crimes and victim reports, they marry up with the arrest reports, meaning the police aren't arresting and shooting and interacting with black men at a proportion greater than they're being reported for crimes in these specific communities by victims. I know information is really hard for you guys out there on the left. I know it. But maybe try once in a while to know something. Maybe once in a blue moon, make a really concerted effort to say, I want to know something today. That would be really great. 
Here's another thing the left pretends to not know. Liberals pretend to not know that they're hardcore racists. Oh, my gosh. Dan, you crossed the line here. Liberals are hardcore racists. Not all of them. Of course, I don't stereotype like the left does to us. But there are large swaths of the left, especially the radical ones, who really are hardcore racists. You doubt me? Here is a great Heritage Foundation report. It will be in the newsletter today. It is worth your time by Christopher Rufo, who has been all over this critical race theory garbage. It's called critical race theory would not solve racial inequality. It would deepen it. That sounds to me from the headline like critical race theory, if it's going to drive an inequality wedge, is pretty racist. Well, I read through the piece, read it a couple times now. I think we've used it in the show before. He thinks we have. I honestly can't remember. But this one part jumped out to me most of all. Because let me just, you know, usually I read it and then translate afterwards. Let me translate in advance. One of the people supporting critical race theory, wanting it pushed in your schools, the white privilege, you're all racist because you're white, whether you're actually racist or not. One of them wants to steal from you based on your race. Yes, that's real. So again, liberals pretend to not know that critical race theory is racist while simultaneously suggesting we should steal from people based on their race. Let me read now the formal version of this from one of these people pushing critical race theory. Rufo writes, to achieve this goal, she advocates a large-scale wealth and property redistribution based on the African decolonial model. Harris envisions a suspension of existing property rights followed by a governmental campaign, get a load of this, folks, to address directly the distribution of property and power through wealth confiscation and race-based redistribution. Wait, wait, what? Property rights will then be respected, but they will not be absolute and will be considered against a societal requirement of affirmative action. In Harris's formulation, if rights are a mechanism of white supremacy, they must be curtailed. The imperative of addressing race-based disparities must be given priority over the constitutional guarantees of equality, property, and neutrality. Leftists, let me translate that for you again. On the It's a translation sandwich. That means if you believe this, you're a hardcore racist. You're not a soft racist. This isn't the soft bigotry of low expectations, to quote George W. Bush. This is hardcore racism. You want to steal people's property because they're white. And give it to other people because of their skin color. Despite no wrong being proven, no judicial active, no, no, no judicial uh, proceeding, no nothing. You just want to give someone's property to someone of another race by taking it from someone who's white just because they're white. Which sounds to me like the definition of racism. Just checking. Again. Either they don't know they're racists, which I doubt, or they do know and racism is their thing. Well, Dan, you know, maybe lawmakers up on Capitol Hill, maybe, maybe option A, maybe they just don't know they're acting like hardcore racists. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry. I always produce the evidence here. Again, sitting on the elliptical this morning, getting that heart rate up. Good to do that in the mornings. Here's a Wall Street Journal piece from this weekend, their editorial board, actually from this morning, excuse me. A revealing vote on anti-Asian bias. Democrats vote to condone discrimination in higher education. (laughs) Wait, what? Because I know you're a liberal listening and you're saying, I'm not a hardcore racist because I believe we should steal from people who are white because of their race. I, I, I'm not. I support. I just don't support white folks, but I'm for all other minorities. You are because that's really weird because the people you elected to Congress and the U.S. Senate just voted down an amendment, the Democrats, that would prevent Asian-American discrimination on college campuses. Yes. You don't believe me? Let me read verbatim from the piece. The Republican amendment was a single sentence. Here's what it said, folks, an amendment to a bill about anti-Asian discrimination. This is the, keep in mind as I read this, 
Your liberal gods to the libs out there voted this down. The amendment said no college may receive any federal funding if the institution has a policy in place or engages in a practice that discriminates against Asian Americans in recruitment, applicant review, or admissions. All Republicans voted for the amendment, sponsored by Ted Cruz. Democrats voted it down, 49 to 48. Yeah, I hate to ask you to wait, wait, before you take that down, can you just put that up one more time? I want to read the amendment just to be sure, like you, because I know there are liberals listening who, again, insist, I'm not racist, you're racist. Really? Democrats voted down an amendment that said no college may receive federal funding if it has a policy in place that discriminates against Asian Americans? That's, that's the actual language, folks. Democrats said, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't want that. We don't want a bill. We don't want to pass an amendment that prevents discrimination. Well, simple logic, folks. Occam's razor, right? Given all possible explanations, expect the uh, you keep it simple, stupid. Use the one that requires the least amount of assumptions, right? Occam's razor, keep it simple. If you're voting against an amendment that prevents discrimination against Asian Americans, it's because you want discrimination against Asian Americans. What am I missing here? I'm not a racist. I'm a liberal. You're not only a racist, you're a hardcore racist. You want to steal from people based on their skin color, and you want to discriminate against Asian Americans on college campuses. How is that not racist? How? I know, listen, I, I know it's hard for you to accept the fact if you're a radical leftist voting for this garbage and supporting critical race theory, I know it's hard for you to accept that you're the racist. I know it's hard. I have to imagine you maybe have some sliver of morality left. Maybe. I doubt it, but you may have some. In that small sliver of morality, it must be hard for you to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and think that you claim to be an anti-racist while actively supporting racism. Actively in a hardcore, disgusting, grotesque way. I know that's hard for you. I know it's hard. I know you're trying to logic your way out of it. No, no. Whiteness is blah, 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 blah. Whiteness, we're talking about skin color. Judging people on skin color is the definition of racism. Look it up. Yeah, but I'm a good racist. I'm a good, I'm a liberal. I'm a good, I'm a good racist. No, there are no good racists. There are no good races. No, we discriminate against Asians because it's, 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 it's good. We're helping others. You're helping others by discriminating against Asians. So you're doing something racist. Again, again what, what, what am I missing here? Again, liberals pretend to not know they're racist. I'm telling you, what you're doing is hardcore racism. Deal with it. Or we will. Republicans will have to fix this country because you disasters are burning this place to the ground. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. We do have a page two here. I want to get to this last story too about Stacey Abrams because it's such gold. Talking about the Twitter Twitter fascists, the fake fact checkers and more. Do you hear my dog, by the way, barking in the background? Is that coming over at all, Guy? On the day? If it is, folks, I'm sorry. Lucy's making an appearance. We got a bunch of uh, uh, people in the house fixing something. And, you know, we can't let Lucy out. She doesn't like being in her little, she has a little like uh, fenced in area of the house. Don't worry. It's not small. She could move around. But Lucy loves to go and lick people all the time. Right, Guy? This is her thing. She likes to lick you. And sometimes when she gets excited, you may have to watch your shoes because she will pee. Yes, she can't control. We're trying to fix it. It's like the liberal idea. You know, pee on people's shoes and not outside. It's an idea. It's Lucy's idea, but it's not a good one. Sorry, Luce. We love you, but it's not a good idea. All right, our last sponsor, Bravo Company Manufacturing. What is it? Started in a garage by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago, Bravo Company Manufacturing, or BCM, Builds a professional-grade rifle built to combat standards. Listen to me. They're the best in the business. I was in my favorite gun shop this weekend. Had to pick up a few things, a few items. You know what I mean? 
was talking to a lovely young lady in there. It's terrific, extremely informative. Told me she likes BCM rifles too, that they're very good. Matter of fact, said to me she would have purchased one. She had the dough. She loves them. It's because BCM rifles. And at BCM, they believe the level of protection should be provided to the same level of protection to every American, whether you're a private citizen, law enforcement officer, or soldier on the battlefield. Listen, Bravo Company Manufacturing is not a sporting arms company, okay? You want a sporting rifle? Those are great. That's not what BCM does. They design, engineer, and manufacture life-saving equipment. BCM assumes that when one of their rifles leaves the shop, God forbid it'll be used in a life or death situation. So quality is all that matters to them. These things fire function every time right on point. They're my go-tos. Every component of a BCM rifle is hand-assembled and tested by Americans in Heartland, Wisconsin to a life-saving standard. They put people before their products. Folks, go to BCM right now to learn more about Bravo Company Manufacturing. To learn more about it, go to Bravo Bravo Company Manufacturing. Head on over, excuse me, to Bravo Company. I'm I'm driving gee nuts because I skip because I like this this company so much. I never read what they send me. I read my own. Poor guy. He's like, when do I get back to the spot? I'm sorry. I love the company. Head on over to Bravo Company M. F-G, like maryfrankgeorge.com. Discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. That's bravocompanymfg.com. To find out more, you can check out their YouTube channel too. Go to youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. Sorry, Guy, it was not your fault. That's me. This, I, you know, One of the things, Guy and I, see, Guy and I have been working together for a couple months. Now. Joe and I have been working together for a really long time, and my wife, obviously. The thing with me about certain ads, Guy, I got to warn you, we'll do this on the air here. With the BCM ad, you just got to jump around because I love the product. So I go from one point to the next. I never follow the script. All right, one more thing on the don't know stuff. And when I say don't know, things liberals pretend not to know, but they actually do know and they don't care because many of them are just looking to destroy the country. So here's an article you'll find in a newsletter today from Breitbart, Hannah Blue. Texas and Florida report fewer new cases of the coronavirus per capita than pro-mask states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and New York. Again, to our liberal friends, option A, do you just not know that? Or number two, you do know that and you lock down your states anyway and require mask mandates because you just don't care or you do care and you're trying to destroy the economy. It's a serious question because both of the things can't be true. You either know, number one, that Florida is beating you in per capita, uh, lower per capita infections and hasn't locked down, has no mask mandate. You either know that and you're ignoring it because you have an agenda or you don't know that and you legislate anyway because you're just dopey. You know, I said this morning on Fox and Friends, suggest you all watch my Monday morning uh, appearances. I appear in the eight o'clock hour, usually about 8.30 or so. I said at the end that I was not kidding. By the way, someone misinterpreted what I, which happens all the time. And I got to be honest with you, it's very frustrating. Frustrating. Everybody says frustrating. Frustrating. I just slipped there too. I said this morning on Fox and Friends, please, to liberals, let me say this again, to liberals, let me say it a third time, to liberals up in Northeast states, not to conservatives, Republicans, even sane Democrats. I was begging you on Fox and Friends, please don't come to Florida. I I can't force you to do that. I'm not a totalitarian like liberals are. I'm a free market guy. It's the United States. You're free to move wherever you want, obviously. But I'm asking you for a personal favor. You don't like me, liberals. I don't like many of you. Why would you want to be around people like me? And there's a lot of me in Florida, a lot of conservatives and libertarians. Why would you want to come down here? Again, to liberals. Some guy sent me a nasty gram on Facebook. I'm a New Yorker and I'm a conservative. Don't tell me not to come down. Did you watch the clip? That's not what I said. The whole segment was about liberals. Conservatives, come on down. We need more of you. We need reinforcements. But Florida, Florida is like utopia right now. The job market is booming. The restaurants are open. The statewide mask mandate has been lifted. It's almost like it never happened, the coronavirus pandemic down here. So if you continue to want to live in a lockdown state where your infection rate is worse, again, I'm just asking you to ask the question, do they not know your political leaders in these states and they're locked down anyway, or they do know the lockdowns aren't doing anything 
and they're still trying to hurt you. There, there is no other option, folks. I'm very sorry to lay it out for you that way, but there is no other option. These people are either really dumb or they're trying to hurt you. And therefore, if you continue to vote for this, I will beg you again, liberals, not conservatives, please don't come here. Please don't come to Florida. Please. I asked my friends the same question. <laughs> I said, hey, are you coming to Florida? Yeah. You guys are uh, Republicans, right? They're like, yes. I'm like, okay, good, good, good. Because if they're not, I have to like stop being friends or something. I can't, I can't have that. Be like, no, no, don't come down here. Don't come down. It's really bad. It's horrible. Don't come down here. I was like, <laughs> please don't. All right, last story. It's got a few minutes left. Be up in the newsletter, but worth your time again. This is a great expose by the great Stacey Matthews at the Legal Insurrection website, which is terrific, run by my friend Bill Jacobson, who is a wonderfully smart man, talking about how the consortium of media fact checkers and the Twitter fascists basically all rush to Stacey Abrams' rescue after baseball boycotts backfire. So remember Stacey Abrams, the fake governor of Georgia, liberal Democrat, who um, still thinks she won the gubernatorial race in Georgia. Well, Stacey Abrams has been fighting against this Georgia voter integrity bill because they don't want integrity in elections in Georgia, Democrats. Why else would you fight against a voter integrity bill, right? Because you don't want voter integrity. You want to cheat. That's why. So Stacey Abrams doesn't like free and fair elections, apparently. So Stacey Abrams has the bill passed. Apparently, according to sources, Charles Gasparino from Fox had these sources, Charles Gasparino was told by an inside source that Major League Baseball decided to boycott Georgia after the Georgia voter integrity bill was passed because of Stacey Abrams at a meeting they had with her. Well, my gosh, Stacey Abrams panicked after that because Georgia's getting ready to lose a lot of money, including the largely black city of Atlanta, which is now being boycotted where black business owners are getting screwed because Stacey Abrams was pushing Major League Baseball to do something. Well, of course, now that it's backfired spectacularly, the bill passed and people are starting to realize that Stacey Abrams cost them millions of dollars in state revenue and income. All of a sudden, the Twitter fascists and their fake fact checkers at CNN and others had to rush to her defense. Great, great piece at Legal Insurrection I just showed you. Read the whole thing in the newsletter. It's short and sweet. They all had to run cover and rewrite history. So Stacey Abrams wrote an op-ed kind of hinting that opting out or boycotting the state of Georgia was a good idea. But you'll notice that op-ed was stealth edited later and certain lines were taken out. And the fact checker from CNN seems oblivious to this. He said, no, no, Stacey Abrams wrote an op-ed saying she wasn't for boycotts. Well, Daniel Dale, fact, hilarious fact checker, he's like a comedian um, at CNN because he never gets his stuff, right? Daniel Dale seems to have missed the edits in the op-ed. I'll just show him quickly. Here's the USA Today original op-ed. Here you go. Here's part one. Which she, I'll tell you what they took out in a minute. She writes this piece. Here's part two of it. She's talking about this Georgia election law. It's the original, and you can read it on the rumble.com screen if you'd like, and you could also read it in the legal insurrection piece. But here's the edited version, and you'll notice something is missing. Her original version of the op-ed, she wrote, I can't argue with an individual's choice to opt out, i.e. to boycott Georgia. Here is the post-edit. Do you see that anywhere? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Keep going. Keep. I don't see it. Gee, do you have part two to that? There is a part two, right? We're looking, post-edit. No, no, I don't see any of it. That's really strange how USA Today, they edited the op-ed where she suggests opting out or boycotting from Georgia that she can't, quote, argue with it after Charles Gasparino and his sources heard that Stacey Abrams met with Major League Baseball and were pressuring them to boycott the state. Strange how that happens, huh? How then Twitter, by the way, has a trending story about how Stacey Abrams doesn't support boycotts, even though she implied a boycott, she, quote, quote couldn't argue with it. Oh, look at me. I'm on TV again. This is hysterical. I love watching. No, no, seriously. I'm doing the show here and Fox is uh, nine o'clock. What is it? 11 o'clock. He's playing a clip of me. <laughs> That's crazy. 
Sometimes my daughter's like my younger she's like, daddy, how did that happen? She thinks I'm back in the office recording. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in again. Big interview this week. President Trump back on the show. Hey, just so you know, because there was some confusion with my Christy Nome interview, we will be incorporating the interview into our regular Wednesday show. We'll play it in the beginning and then we'll do our regular show. I'm not, it's not going to be a separate show if you're looking for it. It will be our regular Wednesday of this week show. The date will be what, the 28th. So it will be in the regular show. And please subscribe to my Rumble show, the video show. It is free. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino, rumble.com slash Bongino. We are almost at 1.5 million subscribers. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen.